0: Hey, it's Greta Scholls and you're listening to the solutions podcast don't forget to follow me on twitter at Scholls business and facebook.com slash Schultz business as well as linkedin under Greta Scholls the solutions podcast can also be found on iTunes and Google Play for iPhone iPad or Android on iTunes the iPhone podcast app or on Google Play search solutions to subscribe straight from your phone Keep up to date with the Solutions Podcast wherever you are, and of course, it's still free. Well, welcome. This is Greta Scholz and the Solutions Podcast, and today I have a guest that I've known for a while and absolutely admire. For I'm telling you, for a young kid, he's pretty darn smart. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Don Kelly, and um, he's... He's uh, He's got some really cool stuff going on. I'm going to let him explain that a little bit. And then we are going to talk today about why is sales coaching so vital for entrepreneurs as well as salespeople. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But Don, just give us a little bit about you and how you got into this and, and all that fun stuff.
1: Well, I'll go way back to the genesis. I actually was in, um, I'll, I'll take about a minute to explain it. I was in, uh, worked in a lot of B2C sales jobs during college, and I did pretty well doing that. And then post-college, you know, I grew up here in West Palm, went to BYU, Idaho, and then came back to Florida and started doing some corporate gigs. And one of our our member, one of our, our sales manager at the time, and she was not a good sales manager at all, <laughs> but the training was like, the chamber has something. Just go to the chamber. <laughs> so we're like, we go to the chamber. I went to the Chamber of Commerce, and that's when I got introduced to Greta. And I was like enthralled by everything and um, gobbling all that stuff up. And then, uh, fortunately, I went to another organization which put us through some um, some really good sales training and uh, added on the things I learned with the Chamber. And you know, just little by little, I started improving. And it was a hockey stick performance with the train with getting corporate training. Um, and I was uh, was became one of the president's club members and, and so forth and just started progressing really well. And I was like, man, there's so many other people who are new to the B2B setting that they're probably sucking at sales too. And I started to, um, a friend int- introduced me to the idea of podcasting and um, I started like a vlog, a video blog, and I did one episode, and then I started the podcast in December 2013, and it took off because we started inter- interviewing some top, um, you know, sales experts, and people started finding the show, and it was kind of selfish in a way because I was doing well in sales, but I wanted to maintain my capabilities, so I was being a coach, so to speak, or tutored by these experts I'd bring on the show, and just grew and grew to the point where an opportunity came to we started making money because folks started asking can you coach me you've done it can you share with me what has worked for you and i picked up clients and speaking opportunities and then trained small organizations and small teams and i was like oh my goodness i'm just, you know i'm under i think i was around 31 at the time and um, we started seeing companies that are working organizations and we're seeing success. And that just proved that to me, like, you know, sometimes I have the head trash. Like, you know, we all face it where it's like your you're age or you're not capable of doing something, but the results proved it. And then uh, in 2015, I made a decision to jump ship and I left full time and went into doing TSC um, sales organization. We're doing a lot of coaching and then uh, online programs for new and and struggling salespeople primarily and organizations that may not ever had a sales process and are looking to develop something so to bring us in and and help us and we help them do that and our podcast has since thrive and it's been growing pretty well um and uh it's it's a fun fun thing and yeah that's that's me and that's a little bit about what we do back here
0: that's so exciting and i and i remember you i remember you specifically when we were talking about um you know when you were in the chamber that day. I mean, I remember, because yeah. I, you know, I remember you were one of those kids that, and I say kid, you know, compared to me, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you know, sitting in the front of the room, raising your hand every time, one of those like really enthusiastic, <laughs> you know, but you knew exactly what you were talking about. And I always admired you. And uh, yeah, I, I've actually uh, been on your podcast, obviously. And, and I'm so honored to have you today. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I wanted to talk about coaching, because I hear so many people, and I'm sure you do, too, because obviously, you know, I do coaching, team coaching as well. And I've talked to so many people who will say to me, well, you know, our our team could really use coaching um, or the new people really could use coaching or my sales team. You know, let me send them someplace to coach. And I'm like, well. You know, what about you, Mr. Sales Manager or Mr. CEO? Or, well, no, I've done it for a long time. I don't need any. And I'm like, you know, people don't understand that it comes from the top. I always say, I'm the aunt. You know, you're the dad or the mom. I'm only the aunt. Like, you have to be part mm-hmm. of it, you know? The other thing I think that's important about it is, you know, look at somebody like Tiger Woods. I mean, it, granted, he's had issues lately with, with his physical, you know, physical abilities. But the guy is, if not the greatest, one of the very greatest golfers in the entire world. And he has five coaches. Five! Yeah. So when people say to me, well, I don't need coaching. I know how to do it. I'm like, okay, so you're better at sales than Tiger Woods is at, at golf. Good for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm always amazed when people say that. Because you, I'm sure you are the same as me. I learn every day from people. And, you know, <clears throat> that's how we get better. So,
1: yeah. You, so, know, you know, the interesting- yeah, go ahead. So I was going to say the interesting thing with that too is like even whenever someone tells me like they have a, you know, they coach but they don't have um you know, they, they, they don't have a coach themselves. I'm always like Leary. I'm like you don't drink your own Kool-Aid, right? But That's you, right. you got to make sure you have coaches and even right now I have a coach myself because you have to, there's, there's nothing new under the sun and there are people who have experienced it so why go through the hardship of doing it your own um, and just learn from others and I'm a big firm believer in that.
0: Yeah, and I think learning from others can be the great things that others do, and it could be the poor things that others do. Like you were saying about, you know, years ago in, in, in business, you didn't have a great sales manager. Yeah, but I bet you learned a lot from that person. And, you know, we learn what not to do also from, from working with people. So, so let me ask you, when, when you say sales coaching, people think mm-hmm. of that as kind of different things. What exactly do you mean? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: For me, I'll just give the story. I remember when I first went into the, one of the, the, the B2B, I uh, started selling software, and I was new, didn't know anything. I see coaching as at that time as someone teaching me how to sell and in teaching me all the things and just guiding me throughout the process, but then I came to realize that's not necessarily what coaching. That's more of a training situation. It can be some co- coaching where it incorporates that, but coaching, in my view, is where you help the other, where you help the individual who to develop and to create con- uh, conclusive understanding or conclusions on them by himself coaching the effective coaching usually has a lot of question asking and helping that person tap into their capabilities. And yes, you do need to give some guidance. So for instance, a manager may go and ride along with a seller or jump on calls with them and see, you know, Donald, you're the way you're asking these questions, you're not you're not doing a follow-up with that. Um, what do you think you can what are some follow-up questions you think you can ask a bit of you know have a better stronger impact with them to help them see the value like you know that's a great point i didn't think about that The the coach is able to point out things that i can't see but help me to be able to come up with a, a feel like i am the the, the 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 buyer and to feel that i'm in control by giving me the opportunity to create some conclusive guidance um, by myself and obviously if i'm totally in left field my coach can guide me and say you know Maybe you should try, that's a great idea, but maybe you should try this. But instead of just lecturing, that's not necessarily coaching. It's really helping an individual. And effective coaching, I feel, is something that's consistent. I remember one company I worked with when I went into software, the same software sales, the management and the higher up, we had a sales manager that was a selling manager. The company had hit some tough tra- challenges um, with investors and so forth. So they took our manager and abandoned the idea of coaching which seems like a a smart idea because then she's one of the best sellers so she can close all the close deals the challenge that we came to realize is that because she abandoned the coaching model then all the sales team did not produce effectively so you now have one person carrying a lot of the weight and you have a lot of these new sellers who need the coaching which was vital for us and i i'm a firm firm believer that when you have consistency you see more consistent results especially with coaching
0: you know, I you make such a good point, and I think you're absolutely right. And consistency comes from a lot of places. And you know what? I, I think what I see, and I, and I I'm wondering how you feel about this as well. What I see a lot is that sales leaders, whether sales manager, sales vice president, you know, whatever they call themselves, sales leaders are almost always the best salespeople that get promoted to management. <laughs> and the problem yeah. with that. Uh, at least how I see it, and i 'd like your opinion is when I see a really good salesperson, there are characteristics um and not in everyone, but in a lot of a lot of times the characteristics of a great salesperson there's they're a little bit selfish. They have a little bit of an ego. They love, the, they love the, um, the excitement of the clothes, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when you are a true leader to try to help others self-realize how they can get better, that's really the key and that sounds like what you're saying we're saying what questions could you ask and what that's a true coach and i think what happens is in a lot of sales leadership roles those people will say okay i'll go in i'll go in with you or you know they get they, yeah. they teach their people to bring them in for the big close and they'll close the deals well that may or may not work but even if it does work in the long run you are teaching your people nothing except I can dangle a carrot and you can get the horse to bite it. I mean, if that doesn't, Yeah. so, I mean, I don't know if, if you see that as well. And if you think, you know, what your thoughts are on that.
1: I agree with you 150,000% on that one. There was one, the, one organization I work with, the sales, uh, the man, the owner, it was a small business probably, I think they were producing like two to five million per year and one of the things that the, the owner did, um, the CEO of the company, he was like that person. He would like to go, he was a seller. I think most entrepreneurs who start a business, they're sellers core deep down inside. They like to sell, they don't want to be doing administrative stuff, they want to sell and he still had a, you know, he still had the taste for blood, and uh, so to speak. So he would want to go out, and you know, when we're getting to those critical uh, stage in a process, and it's like it was, it felt devastating to me in a sense. Like you know, I can do this, but you know, being a younger person with a, a junior to your CEO, you don't want to, you know, ruffle the boat too much, and that was uh, it's detrimental um, it, to to wrong people. And for me, I was a. I'm a, I'm a hard-nosed person, so I, I, I rode the wave while I needed to because I know the house will always win, and I knew TSC was developing, so I knew what my plan was and how I was going to um, exit, um, but it, it made me realize that's not the way you can mat- scale a team because there's no opportunity. They're afraid of failing, and when you're afraid of failing, you will never, ever win. You have to be willing to fail. Um, you have to be willing to take those big risks, so put the, the seller out there. Give them an opportunity to mess up so we can learn. And I think sometimes I have a one of I do a, I'm in Toastmasters, um, Greta, and I've done that for a number of years now. One of the things I've come to realize with Toastmaster, I've won many different competitions. And my coach, she is not a she. She won I think like one or two competitions like on a lower level. She's never been to the World Championship of Public Speaking or anything like that. And someone asked me once, "How in the world are you having this lady coach you?" But you know what I came to realize. With that is that the greatest coaches don't necessarily have to be the greatest, uh, you know, performer. And if you go to Jordan, Michael Jordan's a fabulous performer, you uh, know, basketball player, but he was a horrible coach. Um, and same thing with you know, some of these other players. So there's a there's an opportunity and there's some people who can do both very well, but I think they're more time than often. You want to find a coach that's a coach that can provide results. They don't necessarily have to be the, you know, be out there, you know, taking over. They want to encourage and help you. And I think sometimes companies do to a, uh, to their, their detriment where they take the top seller and then make, make her or him the sales manager when that person just wants to sell and they cap you know, sabotage them um, to, from doing what is best for the organization. And if somebody is a great manager, allow, allow her to be managing, manage the team and to manage the team effectively. So I agree with you on that one.
0: So true. So, so in speaking about that, then if somebody, if somebody needs a sales coach, how do they know? I mean, you know, wh- what, who, who needs a sales coach? And then the second part of that is what do they look for? Because there's a lot of people out there that hang that shield You know, besides you and I, there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, I'm a sales coach. I'm a sales trainer. What does that mean? I mean, what should they look for and how do they decide uh, who is a fit for them?
1: great question on that I feel there's everyone who needs it everyone everyone in an organization needs it from the top down executives need to have a coach and some executives have round tables that they go to or they have a business mentor or consultant there is there's something about having an outsider that's able to look inside of our processes or look inside of what we're doing and to give their opinions without and 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 especially when you're paying that person too they're gonna not going to hold back they're like you know you're paying me and I told one of my clients the other day I was like I, she was doing something Something and I thought it was dead wrong and I, I knew it was dead wrong. So I said, you're paying me. So I'm going to tell you, um, no, don't do that. That's not going to work. And I don't care if I you get upset about that, but I'm not a yes man. I'm here to tell you what you need to do to see results. So you, you have to make sure that, you know, everyone has to get some kind of uh, a coach. Um, And even if you don't, can't have the ability to find a coach, the worst, the least you can do is to get a mastermind. Um, If you're a salesperson, go on LinkedIn and see if there are other people within your network, other sellers within your your sphere, um, within your industry that you can network with and maybe get together once a week on a, a call like Skype or even in person and focus on maybe Put one person in the hot seat and focus on a challenge. The I mean that will work, but if you have a bunch of people who are not necessarily doing well, it may be a challenge to be able to progress and to increase. But I would say the thing that you need to do is do some research. You can always go on LinkedIn and ask your friends who are some who are some of the top coaches that you can recommend that you could look into. You know, look for. You can always do the research. You can find folks like Greta has podcasts and myself. And then what you need to do, and especially when you look for a coach, is evaluate. Um, I would like to see people that, again, go back to the idea of the results base. And if, if they didn't perform well as a salesperson, but they know the things to do to help people perform well, look at that. Did, you know, did Greta help this other, did she have other successful candidates, people who have uh, proven that they learned stuff from her and that they're seeing results? Um, that's the first thing I would look for is look for the results based um, uh, focus. What are some of the clients, their clients saying about them? I would also look at making sure you can always look for people in your industry. But principles of sales can can vary, but it's always good when somebody knows my lingo and knows my things. If I'm if I was in the manufacturing space, I would it would be great to have somebody who have experience with the manufacturing industry to be able to coach me through some of the you know the processes and so forth um, with that. And I would I guess the most importantly, someone that I can get along with, somebody that could be a friend. Um, your coach is going to be someone you're going to have intimate times with. You're going to chat with. You're going to share some of your struggles, your difficulties. You're you're going to share those those things with them. I want to have somebody that's going to be you know, that I don't trust, or don't have a, can't have a friendship with that I can't go out and have dinner with. I don't want people like that. I want somebody that I can, I can laugh and joke and, and, you know, if needs be, cry about the loss of a deal. <laughs> <with> <laughs> you know, and get me back on track. But you, you have to have those elements. And I would say, first, again, results-based. Some, and then second, if you can find somebody in industry who has industry understanding. And then thirdly, you want to make sure it's somebody that you can really forge a relationship with. And especially a long-term relationship like coaching, it's, it's important.
0: Yeah, I think you make some really good points there. You know, the other thing that I think a lot of people feel is that, you know, they can't afford a coach. They can't afford somebody. What do we tell people that that are in that situation? And first, let me just say that if you find one that's the right one, I mean, to me, whether it's you and I or anybody else out there, I I think they're they're certainly worth, you know, your ROI is going to really, really increase because that's the reason you're doing it. But what if people that feel they really can't afford it?
1: You know, that is, do you find some things like that? You know, the people that just really, and here go back to me, when I was a new salesperson, right? And starting off, I wasn't making money. I was making like $30,000 a year and in this inside sales role and $30,000 a year is before taxes. I mean, uh, it's after, yeah, yeah it, it's before, before taxes. So the, yeah. you know, when your taxes come out, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? This is just to pay rent and pay gas to drive down to Boca and to Deerfield where I was working. I was like, there's nothing I can live off of and, um, I remember borrowing money from my mom. So there's just like no way that I can get that those dollars. But you know, I don't necessarily always push people to, to get to this point. But if you're really needing the help, I would say, look, find a way. Find a way to invest in yourself. Um, if Think of it as, a, as an entrepreneur starting a business. Uh, he or she is going to get some seed money. So if I know that a coach is costing, you know, can cost like you know, this two grand for a month or a thousand dollars or whatever it is you find, you know, I'm going to invest in that Because I know it's going to invest in myself. So whether that's to borrow money from family or or foes or whoever I can get the money from, I'm going to borrow it. Because again, the idea is to find somebody that's results driven that I can recognize that I'm going to see results with. You don't want to just get people who are just going to give you fluff. You want to make sure people that can give you results, people that can help you, people you see all that can bring you the money. And if you need to throw out on a credit card or something, I mean, again, I don't always push the debt, but I'm telling you, if you're focusing on investment, you invest in that. But say you don't have that part at all. It's totally not capable, not available. You're never going to – that's just not going to work. Your credit is shot, and it's just – not going to happen. You know, maybe what you can do is find a, I mentioned the idea of a mastermind, but find other group. Is there a way you can find group coaching, Uh, find programs that may have uh, where a coach can do one to many approach and that may be cheaper. And that's one of the things that I did with my, um, I have a group called TSC hustlers league, because I remember some of these young guys coming out of college and I know they're starting off and they were struggling and didn't have the money or the credit card. So I said, you know what, let's do a, a, a entry level group. And it's like, I think we, Dropped it down to like dirt cheap um, because I'm able to do a one to many approach. And I think we do like $97 a month. So folks can get into the group and we go over some basic fundamentals. Um, It's one hour a week for me. So it's no big whoop. And it's an opportunity for me to be able to give back and help out. But I've seen people graduated from that into my coaching because, uh, into one on one coaching because of the fact that they, Saw the results they need. So you can find multiple options like that. Um, find a group. A mastermind is the lower denominator. Other people who can help you get with a group coaching program or figure out a way to get that investment money and invest in yourself because it will pay dividends in the long run. I remember the first time, great, I came home with like a decent sized commission check. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I'd never, <laughs> I was making more money than my family, you know, anyone in my family had made at that point in my life. And I was like, this is amazing. And it just, but I'm, I'm a firm believer that you have to invest if you want to see the investment returns.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And I remember I remember that as well. I remember my first really big commission check, and I remember going, oh, my God. I mean, I could put a down payment on a house with this. I mean, it was very, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very exciting. But, you know, the other side of that, though, is for people that go, oh, my God, salespeople, they make all this money. Yeah, okay, but it's, you know, it's, it's a rough road sometimes, too. So having somebody to coach to talk you off the ledge to run things by i think you know even more because of the job that it is because you're you know sometimes on an island you know feel like you're all by yourself i think a lot of times even for that reason including all the others it's very important to have somebody to you know somebody who's not emotionally involved with you like a spouse or a, even a coworker, somebody that's outside that can look from the outside in and say mm-hmm. wait, wait 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 you know and that's to me i agree with you i think that's invaluable
1: Yeah, it is, uh, I've had, I'm a part of a mastermind every Tuesday morning with other entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, and and it's always amazing that, you know, when people are able to ask me questions and help me to realize some of the things that I'm blind to in my own business and say, "Huh, you need to, you know, guide me on the ways I need to fix, or even my coach telling me or giving me guidance on stuff that I don't want to accept, but I know it's truth, and if I didn't have that person, I would be, you know, going down the wrong road.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Don. I just want to make sure that uh, people can get in touch with you. That want to get in touch with you. That are needing. So especially those entrepreneurs that are you know on their own. Like I said, on an island. Those I mean, I think that's a it's a perfect fit for someone like you. Number one it's not about the money that they pay you it's about the commitment I mean money is much less important you can throw money at anything but if you don't put your time and energy and effort and your ability to get uncomfortable to see results if you're not willing to do that part then it doesn't matter what it costs you won't get anything out of it it's the other stuff so how can somebody who feels like they want to reach the next level they feel like they can be really committed to you and Even if you tell them something that makes them uncomfortable, they're going to go, okay, I'm (laughs) going to do it. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Well, actually, if they're interested in in coaching, one way you can do is evaluate me before even connecting with me. Um, I have a coaching guide that I created a number of – I think it was a couple months ago. And it was because one, people were questioning, you know, I want to do some coaching. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to create a simple document that shows what I do. And it's a five-step document on how, you know, to start doing coaching, whether you're trying to coach uh, someone or if you want to see how we coach other people, a basic, simple process. Um, People get, you know, hung up on terms and so forth and, and don't get started. But if you want to start coaching your team or if you're looking curious to see if, you know, what Our process is like, I'll be more than willing to send you over this document. And if you want to get access to it, go to thesalesevangelist.com.
0: Okay. Slash. Okay, well, let's let's slow that down. Go to thesalesevangelist.com.
1: Yeah, slash Greta.
0: Oh, slash Greta. Okay, very good. Thesalesevangelist.com slash Greta, which is Don's site, but uh, it'll... uh, come from our conversation today. So that's great. And they'll be able to, I guess, download this and read it and and see if it makes sense for them.
1: Exactly. Download a PDF guide, study it, apply it. I, I encourage studying it, uh, because the, you know we can all read through something, but study it and see if it's you know something that you can incorporate in your organization. Start coaching your team, um, or looking towards uh, someone like Red or myself. Uh, you can see what are some of the things that we do on the outside to to make that happen. So get we'll give that to you guys totally free and and get that set up so you can have access to it.
0: Well, I'm going to encourage everybody to go to uh, the sales evangelist Greta, but I'll certainly go to the website. Get that. I think that would be great for anybody thinking about getting a coach or looking maybe for some tips. I mean, we're I know Don and I are the same where, you know, we always want to try to help somebody else first. I mean, if you aren't in a position right now to hire somebody, but if you need some tips from us, you know, to me, if you give, you get back. So, you know, we'll help you in any way we can. So I would download that. And, Donald, thank you again so much for uh, taking time today. And, again, if anybody wants to reach out to him, I've said it a couple of times. Um, and you are listening to the Solutions Podcast with Greta Schultz. Thank you. Don. Perfect. Okay, we're off. Good. Hey, you know what? We're, we're I mean, he's still recording, but he'll cut this part out. You know I was just thinking about? I just started a new group. If you and I need to talk about this. I. I started a group called the Sales Leaders Alliance. And what it is, are so, you Sales Leaders Alliance. Do, are you familiar with Vistage? Do you know what Vistage is?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Okay. So, I'm, I have been speaking at Vistage for forever and I've, you know, they have 44 or so groups in the state of Florida and I've spoken to, you know, I don't even know how many of them over the years. And I think the way they have it set up is terrific. Basically, what they do is they have, you know, probably 10 to 12 uh, CEOs and presidents of companies. They have to be... Uh, between I believe it's five and thirty million in revenues and mm-hmm. what they do is they get together once a month they have a uh, facilitator and they talk about all different issues amongst themselves they sign a, you know if they sign a confidentiality thing and the, and the issues are things like sales like marketing like uh, legal like hiring like HR all sorts of different things And they get together and they talk about it once a month with each other and keep each other accountable on what they decide that they're going to try to see if it works. And then the facilitator also once a month coaches them as well uh, one-on-one. So that's all part of what they do. So I thought about it and I thought, you know what? I think what what they need, not they, but what's needed out there is the same idea, like a think tank kind of group uh, for sales leaders and yeah yes yeah, so i am putting together some groups uh i have some interest right now in the first one and i'm going to uh, start it probably in southern palm beach northern broward type of thing one person per profession they get together mm-hmm. pro- probably eight or ten people to get together discuss their issues whether it's you know hiring firing how to manage up how to truly how to truly coach your people and not just sell for them or not dictate to them um, I'll also be training you know on pieces of the sales process they can network with each other and they'll get one-on-one so I think it's a pretty cool concept I would love for you to kind of learn more about it I'm gonna have a kickoff in August and I'd love for you to kind of check it out because I think at some point you may want to take over one of these groups
1: yeah I'd be very interested in that Greta
0: you would be and you'd be really good at it I mean it's somebody who really understands the givers game policy the asking good questions and. You know, that kind of thing. So we, we should talk further about it. But I will let you know when the kickoff is. I mean, I have some people that just through word of mouth that have, have already said they want to sign up. So the, the first group, I probably, you know, I'll probably fill up before the kickoff. But if the kickoff goes well, then I may be able to have a couple of spin-off groups. So I'd love for you to learn about it and come to it and see it. But if you want to go check it out, it's uh, it's um, salesleadersalliance.com.
1: <clears throat> SalesLeadersAlliance.com. I will check it out for sure, yeah, and I'll look forward it. to that kickoff in August um, to be able to participate and come and at least visit and see what's like and so forth.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Just just come and visit and check it out because maybe something down the road. Because I was thinking, well, you know, at some point, there's only if there's only a certain amount of groups I would be able to handle, so we'd have to maybe you know look at something else. So, but anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting, and I think you'd be a great candidate, maybe you know, for it. But we'll talk about it further.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you thinking about me. I'm, I'm definitely down for that.
0: Okay, cool. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much.